0: So John chapter four, verse 24. Amen. So I want you to look at every aspect, even reading a scripture, even responsive reading is the worship time. So every aspect of what we do in here is part of worship. Amen. So, so, so you saying amen and you agreeing and you saying, all right now. Okay. All that, all that. <laughs> amen. All that. Is part of worship. Amen. So I want you to be, I want you to participate. Tell your neighbor, participate. Tell your neighbor, participate in worship. Now, listen, if you're sitting at home, you could, t- look, you, ain't even got, you just got to type, use your fingers. Just type it. All right now. Amen. All right now. John chapter four, verse 24. And and we're going to continue here with with our scripture reading. God is spirit. God is spirit. Uh Uh-huh. See, even when I bring my offering, it's not a, I'm bringing, you know, it's, it's, it's God is spirit. And those who worship him, here it is. There's the must part right there must worship him in what spirit and truth. Amen. I want to talk about today what to do when you come to worship. Amen. Write it down. What to do when you come to worship. Tell your neighbor now is the time to worship. Tell your neighbor now is the time to worship. Say it loud. I'm Christian and I'm proud. Amen. One of the things that I want to share with you is that when you don't know what to do sometimes, when life has hit you with all types of situations, Circumstances and seems like everything is falling apart. As a believer, I believe that the only thing you really can do is worship. I think about Hannah in the Bible and how she was in the temple. And it's amazing because the Bible says that the priest thought that she was drunk. She was burdened because she was barren. Sometimes all you can do is just come into the church because you're burdened. You've you got all kinds of issues going on, and, and sometimes people don't understand your prayers. They don't understand what you're going through right now. they don't realize that you have the weight of the world on you. they may look and see man why is she talk? why is she so loud or why is he so loud or why is he raising his hand see here's the thing here's what i'm what I'm envisioning here saints is that when you come into the presence of God, it should do something to you. You got to always remember that God is always seeking worshipers. Imagine right now, God is seeking those who want to worship him. There are some who decided to stay in bed this morning. They, They won't even get up to turn. But they were up watching everybody else on Facebook. They were indulging in all kinds of other things. They spent hours and hours on that. But to get up on Sunday morning, I understand the struggle. I understand that it's a spiritual battle to worship. There's not a time when God will not turn down your worship. I'm going to say it one more time. God will not turn down your worship. The question is, why worship? Why is worship so important in the context to this passage? Why is worship an important thing to God? Because if you go all the way back to ancient times, when the people would travel around and they saw a rock or they saw a mountain, they would bow down and worship it. Because there's something inside of all of us that God has put inside of us that we have to worship. I'm going to say it one more time. We have to worship. The question is why would you bow down to a stone and worship it? When it has no life, it has no eyes, it has no ears, it has no mouth, it has nothing. It cannot change the course or direction of your life. Why? Here is the answer, because we were created to worship. Who you worship is important. What you worship is important. And why you worship is definitely important. If we're not careful, we can worship 20th century gods, technology, career, self, people. If you spend more time in the presence of your things rather than in the presence of your God worshiping him, it is a form of a God that you have. Are you with me? Jesus told a young lady here who has some issues. Amen. We all got some issues. He talked to her from verses 1 to verse 18. He talked to her about her condition. Amen. He talked about her character. He's told her her conduct, her conversation, but then she was finally converted. And in that conversion story, Jesus then begins to tell her, Amen, that there are different types of worship. Verses 19 to 22, he shares with her about ritual worship. About restrictive worship that you can only worship here. You know what's so beautiful about living in this time? We can worship anywhere. You can worship in your car. You can worship wherever you are. You can turn that place into a worship space right where you are right now at home. You can turn, you got to put the dog outside. You got to shut off the pot. Listen, this is worship time. You wouldn't have all that on if you were in church. See, God wants pure worship. God wants your undivided attention in worship. Even while preaching is going on, he wants you to be engaged today. Oftentimes, standing where I stand for the last 17 years now, I've watched people sleep in worship. I've watched people text each other in worship. I've watched people bite their fingernails and then throw it on the ground in worship, chewing gum in worship. I can give you a whole host of things that I've seen standing here for 17 years. But I can tell you something, the ones who are serious about worship, I see a life change. Come on somebody. You see, when you can lay yourself down and, and, and worship God because you know where you are right now, you know that you have an opportunity. So, so the question is, today, how? How do we worship? The Bible says, told you last week that Jesus spoke to the the lady and said, an hour is coming. Interesting, the woman doesn't have a name. She's just a woman from Samaria. (laughs) She's identified with the place where she lived. Amen. She's a roundaway girl, but God says that you're the best candidate for worship. Watch this. So it tells me I don't have to think about how good I want to be in worship. God sees my heart and he knows me. So in spite of my past, Hey, come on somebody. In spite of my problems, in spite of what I'm going through, God knows my heart. So I am a candidate for worship. But then God tell, Jesus tells her, he says, To her, and I was coming, verse 23, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the father. I did that last week. In spirit and what? In truth. For such people, the father what? Seeks. To what? To be his worshiper. So what do you do when you come to worship? He says in verse 24, I'm just going to start with the first word, theos, God. You cannot move past the word God, theos, if you want to talk about worship. (laughs) Because if you don't believe that there is a God, then it's very hard for you to worship. And then here's the thing. Is it the God that you imagine? Or is it the God of the Bible? The God of the Bible says in the beginning, God. Bereshit itha God created heaven and earth. The God of the Bible scoops out every valley. The God of the Bible can open blind eyes. You see, I can tell by a person's worship what they believe about God. So my first point is this. We must worship because we believe God is true. When people say God, who are they referring to? You see, athletes and rappers, when they get up there to get their awards and things, they say First of all, I want to thank God. And I always ask myself a question, which God are you thanking? I'm not being dogmatic. I'm just saying, which God are you really thanking? Are you thanking the God of self? Are you thanking the God of money? Because there is a God of mammon, what the Bible called it. Amen. But but the question to you and the question to me is is when I come into the presence of God to worship we must worship because we believe that God is true that he's true that he's real the heavens were the object of divine worship throughout the heathen world so you understand why Jesus is Jesus says God he starts off with God because he understands that we are we are drawn to heathen worship first. But the God of the Bible, He's unchanged him. Come on, somebody. He's a teacher. He's a wonderful counselor. Come on, somebody. He's a way out of no way. He's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. I'm trying to help you with something. He is the morning star. He's the most excellent of all. He is the Lord of Lord, King of Kings. He is light. He is present. He's a priest. He's a counselor. Come on, somebody. He's trustworthy. He's a stronghold in the time of trouble. He's present when when you don't know what to do. I'm talking about God. But do I believe? That he's true. Somebody here today, I want to tell you something. The only way to know the living God is through Jesus Christ. You cannot tell me that you believe God, but you don't believe Jesus. You cannot tell me that you believe Jesus and don't believe God. Let me mess you up right quick. Jesus was God. Hello, somebody. Amen. He came down into the flesh. Amen. Deity took on humanity and he walked this earth for 33 years and he gave his life on a cross for you and I. And I want to say to somebody here today, God is where you begin to worship. And if you don't believe that he's true then you're just going through or we're just going through a routine every week. Can you imagine coming here every week? And it has happened to many of us. We come here every week. We do the same thing because we don't believe that he's true. Are you with me? You have to have an encounter with the living God in order to worship the living God. And I want to tell you, no one comes to the Father unless they go through the sun and here on earth the sun is telling this woman that the only way for you to do this is that you got to believe in him you can't believe what your fathers believe because a new day has come are you following me and I don't know about you today but I thank God that I know him I know him as ill ill young I can't leave it alone, y'all. I know him as Jehovah Nisi. I know him as Jehovah Rapha. Come on, somebody. I know him as Jehovah Shalom, my peace. I know him as Jehovah Shema, the God who is there. And when you know God, not for what he's done for you, but just because you believe that he's true. You can worship him. He says next, God is spirit. The next thing we have to understand is that, and what's so vital about this is that God in his, you have to understand God's name. You have to understand God's character. But here's the next thing you got to understand about God. You have to understand his nature. Sometimes we bring a bad spirit into worship. To worship a God who is spirit. God knows your spirit. He knows the spirit that you brought in here with you. So here's what we must remember. We must remember the nature of God when we worship. You know what that's going to do for you? That's going to stop you from coming in here, man. With your feelings on your shoulders. Because you're told to do this or move that or do this or do that. You understand what I'm saying? God is spirit, so therefore we must understand that the spirit, that a spirit does not need anything from the flesh. So God doesn't need your fleshly stuff. He needs your spirit. And when we come to the church Where God chooses to be worshipped, we bring nothing to him but our hearts, our hands, and our head. You and I must be engaged in worship. You can't be thinking, man, I left the pot. Did I leave the pot on? Wait a minute. I know I left it on low, but (laughs) I hope it... (laughs) Are you with me? People come to feel good. God says, come to meet me, not to feel good. Oh, I just said something. I just said something to you. Come to meet me. Why is it every time you come, you got to feel good? How about I feel good because you're here? And then what you brought to me is worship. Oh, come on and say something. If I spoke in tongues, I would. Right about now. Amen. Because you know I am spirit. I'm everywhere. So watch this. So when you leave today, the worship continues. So in worship, you should pay attention. Listen, your thoughts while you're worshiping. Your words, why you worship? Your attitude, why you worship? Your motive, why you worship? Why? Because God is what? Spirit. Tell your neighbor this is serious business. Waiting and watching. I've been healed in worship. No, I'm good. I, I've been healed in worship. Uh, God has literally healed my sick body in worship. I've I've experienced that. Before, are you with me? Literally healed me in worship because I believe that he's true. But here's the thing. I keep reminding myself when I walk through these doors, the nature of God, that he's what? What can your flesh give God? Nothing. You're sitting here thinking about I got to gotta, I gotta keep this mask on. Boy, I was about to say something, but I ain't going to say it. Seriously. Seriously, 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 seriously. Can I help you with something? We, we come here not as if we're encountering a God that's living. But God says, I'm spirit. So check your spirit. Check your spirit. Worship me with your right, with a right attitude. Listen, I'm talking about Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about, I'm sorry, Wednesday night. (laughs) I'm gonna go back to Tuesday, (laughs) Bob. I'm I'm talking about Wednesday night. I'm talking about Friday night. I'm talking about Sunday morning. I'm talking about when you come here, where, what kind of spirit, and sometimes I sense that spirit when I walk in here. That's why I do stuff to disrupt that demonic spirit that tries to come and hijack our service. Satan is always trying to come in here to hijack. reason I use the word hijack, because we take flight. Buckle up. We're going high. Are you with me? Let me go on before I run out of time. He says, and those who worship, those who worship, see, there's a distinction here. There are those who don't worship and then there are those who do worship. And then there are those who call what they do worship. Do you know how important worship is? Do you know how important worship is? Let me show you how important worship is. Two instances. One, Cain and Abel. Now, that worship was in the context of worship giving. Right? Cain Abel brought his the best to God the best in worship. The Bible says he worshiped and God regarded his worship. Watch this. Watch where I'm going with this. There's two types of worship. He says, and those who what? Worship. Watch this now. Ready? Watch where I'm going with this. Abel brought his best in worship. In worship giving. That's why I said every part of this worship experience matters. He brought his best. Some of you need to redo your cash after today. Come on, say amen. Y'all gonna make me speak in tongues now. Oh, Toyota, Toyota, Honda. Mishibishi, <laughs> Mishibishi. And those, and, and, and Cain came and he brought just anything to God. And when he came into the presence of God and he brought anything to God, God says, I don't regard it. Let's fast forward now to the New Testament. Ananias and Sapphira. Amen. They sold a piece of property and they brought it to lay it at the apostles' feet to worship, but the Bible says that they held back Somebody here today, you're holding back when you come to worship. Are you with me? The Bible says that they, she, he dropped dead in the presence of God. This is the church age. This is the book of Acts. But watch this. Watch where I'm going with this. Then the wife came in. So, I and I'm, I'm tying these together to show you that, man, God is really serious about worship. If he did not regard Cain, Cain's offering, and if he and if they held back, nobody told them to bring what they brought. But they came into the presence of God and they lied in the presence of God. And I imagine how many days we've come here and we've dropped dead in the presence of God. You didn't get no word. Nothing really mattered in here. You left the same because you and I did not bring out the best worship. We weren't honest. What's the next point? Those who worship must have a reverence for God when we worship. Oh, let me tell you what the word reverence means it means respect. That's what it means, it means to bow down. When he says they, the, those that worship, it means to bow before. If you came for another reason, then the response you get from God, you shouldn't be surprised. Reverence for God means I understand in this moment we are engaged in a Relationship. Reverence means that I'm not just going to sit here and be intellectual. I'm not here scoring the preacher, saying, no, did he do good today? Did he did he hit it right? Did he boy, you sure did preach?" No, 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 no. I'm here because I'm engaged with God, and I'm here to worship Him. Are you with me? Reverence for God, reverence for God, and watch what He says. He says, "And they that worship Him must." There's the word, the word, what must. Tell your neighbor that word means necessary. Listen, I realize something. God is not just going to take anything from me. But when I put my hands out, I want everything from Him. But I'm in worship. But i have no reverence for his man i have no reverence for his house i have i got all kinds of stuff running around in my mind you got a whole you got a whole football feel in your mind and the devil is just do it scoring touchdowns in your mind and god says i want you here in this moment in this moment right now right here i want to engage with you in a reverence that Watch this that I know you know where you are. But here's what the problem is with most people. You ready for this? I'm gonna bless you with this. Okay, I got nine minutes, thirty-seven seconds. Watch this. You ready? He says, you must, he must do it what? In what? In spirit. And what? And truth. In spirit, in spirit. And in what? It's a present indicative active voice. Present tense means you got to do it now. Indicative mood means what? It's something that you have to do, but it's a fact. So watch this. It is the only mood in which the distinction can regularly be made About the time in which the action occurs. He said, What does that mean? He says you must do it at the proper time, in the proper place, and it's a fact that if you're doing it, it must be done in what? In the spirit man, we've been coming to church, man. We're wondering why stuff, why stuff's happening only for a few people and not for me. Because when I sit in these chairs, I'm sitting here, and I ain't in no spirit. I probably still got them spirits in me from last night. Jack spirit. Bacardi spirit, bear spirit, Hennessy spirit, crack cocaine spirit, marijuana spirit, opioid spirit. Not y'all. So y'all think because you're sober today, but what you were doing yesterday is still lingering today. You ready for the next one? We must worship in the filling of the Holy Spirit. Boy, when you're filled with the Spirit of God, let me tell you what happens when you're worshiping in the filling of the spirit. It don't matter what's going on around you. How is it possible you must how is it possible you must have the Holy Spirit through salvation by Jesus Christ? You're sealed, you're baptized, and you're filled. Watch this. The distraction that comes every week is designed to pull you out of the spirit. That's why we, we, we have a new thing we're doing right now with our worship with our worship team. They have a worship room now, a place that's consecrated for them. To get consecrated and be filled with the Holy Spirit so that when they come out to worship, if they have the filling and you have the filling, we can light this place up with 15 people. Are you with me? Are you with me? The only way to worship in spirit is by the filling of the Holy Spirit. Lord, fill me afresh this morning. Here's here's how you get filled too. Listening to the word. Let me not. Let me go on. I got to go. My time is up. He says must worship in spirit and in what? Truth. Now here's the piece that you need to get. When the songs are playing, that's that's adoration and praise and reverence and the filling of the Holy Spirit. But when preaching is going on, that's what he's really referencing to. Referencing is truth. Put 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 put, put it up there. Y'all make me work at nine. Good Lord. We must worship because we believe the revelation from the word of truth. That's, that's what it is. Evidence. Come on, somebody. Truth, the word truth here is evidence in relation to fact. Therefore, Alethia which is the word truth, denotes the reality of clearly seeing something before your eyes, watch this, and knowing it's reality, and then saying, I agree. It's all a show, y'all. It is something I really believe, saints. Is this something you're just going through every week when you hear the word? When, when preaching time comes, do you check out That's the time to worship. That's the time to engage. That's why you take notes. That's why you agree. That's why you can shout when you hear truth from the God's word, it causes you to worship. It is okay to shout. It's okay to say amen. It's okay to say preach, pastor, preach. It's okay to do all that. Your life can change today if you truly believe him, if you cast all your doubts about his word and say, God, I'm worshiping, I'm reflecting on the truth I've heard, and I'm saying amen. That's how you worship. That's how you do it. You must worship because you believe this revelation that I'm getting. And listen, and I'm not just going home talking about, yeah, you heard what Pastor said. No, 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 (laughs) no. No, it's an act of worship. So during the preaching time, you should be worshiping just like the music time. During the the offering time, you should be worshiping just like the, 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 the music time. Listen, listen, listen. You have to turn this into an experience every week. My family and I have a dog named King. <laughs> Y'all know the story of King. He's a German shepherd. King is a very interesting animal. When we first got him, he did something that amazed everyone, even me. I came home for something, and he was out. And somehow he caught a glimpse of me. And in that minute, he saw me. He took off running towards me. What's interesting is there was a couch in front of him. And somehow, he was able to clear the whole couch without touching it. Everyone was stunned, and I concluded that my dog, hey <laughs> man, <amen, laughs> got some superpowers. <laughs> My, my dog was able to do what he did because when he saw his master, he was so excited that he did whatever it took to get closer to me. I wonder if I got a few people in here who recognize your master and you could leap over those mountains, leap over those trials, leap over those circumstances so that you will get closer to your master. So that you can worship him this morning. You see, we must worship because we believe God is true. We must remember the nature of God when we worship. We must reverence God when we worship. We must be in the filling of the spirit when we worship. But we must worship because we believe the revelation from the word is true. Will you leap to get to your master today? Because I want to tell you something. I'm taking worship very seriously this year. We're going to change what we do. Why? Because I believe God has been so good to you and good to us That we should not just bring anything to him, but we should bring our best to him. And that, my brothers and sisters, is what you do when you come to worship. Give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. To God be the glory for the great things that he's done. Just one verse. You see, there's so much in one verse, it'll take a lifetime to read the whole Bible and really understand it. But uh, if you need to improve your worship, if you need prayer, I want to pray for you. But I'll say this to you today. I got to go. um, But I'll say this. Vision Church, we got to stop bringing God crumbs leftovers. Seriously. I believe I heard from God through his word. And I believe that that's what God is saying to us. Whether you're at home, you know, because of the pandemic or what you can reserve a spot in church. Because God is saying, "Don't use the pandemic." And if you're not able, all you got to do is put it on and put and and, and 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 listen. But God is saying to all of us, "It's time, vision. I want you to be an exciting church at every segment of worship." So during giving time, we're going to worship him. During prayer time, we're going to worship him. During preaching time, we're going to worship. During worship time, we're going to worship. We're not going to sit and let the choir entertain us. That's not worship. That's not worship. Imagine this. Imagine this, right? Your first time. I remember my first time at a baseball game in Boston. I went to the Red Sox game. First time first time ever. And I got to my seat and I was with a group of people and everybody started doing this thing. I'm like, what? what? They're like, bro, you got to get in sync with this thing, man. Come on, man. You got to, you, you got to get in there and do what we're doing. Listen, and it didn't take me long before I'm all, I'm all part of it. I ask you, let me ask you this though. And I know we got social distancing and all this kind of stuff, but does anybody ever, uh, like, no, I'm talking about, does anybody ever, like, influence you in worship to do the this? We got to stop coming to church like it's a duty or a chore or it's something that we, like, it's hard to do and all that kind of stuff. Listen, we came here to worship God. Somebody didn't make it yesterday. Somebody didn't make it today. But we have an opportunity to come into his presence and to worship him. God, I want to give you worship in 22. But I don't want to spend my whole time up here having to hype you up to do it. It has to come from your heart. I'm serious about this. Yeah, I know we don't have the traditional organ and we don't have no drums and we don't have all that kind of stuff. It's not that we can't have it. But here's what I'm saying to you. We have an amazing church with some amazing people, but God is saying we got to get out of our heads. We're too much in here. I never forget at the end of that game. In the middle of that game, I felt like I was part of something. That's when I became a fan. That's when I became a follower. And I believe that many of us have to move from fan to follower. Because when you're following Jesus, you're going to come here, not because I asked you, not because you, because you feel like you have to, but because you know I am here, Pastor to engage in worship, and maybe the person in front of me may worship in such a way that make me want to worship, make me want to praise, make me want to give thanks, and so I'm saying to you today, change has come, it's a new direction we're heading in, and this church will be an exciting church, amen, and I'm going to keep replaying this message for you, so that we will remind ourselves because guess what? We hear a message on Sunday and by Friday it's gone. But we're gonna keep our promise to God that we're gonna start worshiping. Him.